Welcome to Purpose Without Limits, the show which strives weekly to empower you to reach your true potential, to help you understand how a simple shift in thinking can make success a reality, both professionally and personally. You'll learn about business etiquette intelligence and why a first impression is so crucial and the real rules of the game to help you outclass your competition. Your host, Dallas Teague Snyder, is founder of Make Your Best Impression, author of the book Professionally Polished, Business Etiquette Savvy for Today's Competitive Market, and co-author of Executive Etiquette Power. For more, visit MakeYourBestImpression.com. The time to become your best self is today. Here's Dallas Teague Snyder. Well, hello again. This is Dallas, your host of Purpose Without Limits, the show that empowers you to reach your true potential. If you have just joined us, I have got some amazing breaking news to share with you. Guess what, guys? We are on iTunes. That's right. Purpose Without Limits is going international. You can get us anytime, anyplace, anywhere, but preferably not in the shower. Anywhere you can take your iPod, you can listen to Purpose Without Limits and get a little glimpse of inspiration. And you know we're here to do just that. And if you haven't been to our website, you'll be sure you want to go there. That's PurposeWithoutLimits.com. And again... Let me tell you, it's PurposeWithoutLimits.com. And as you know, all of our guests, because they're so giving and they want to inspire you, are going to give you a free bonus just for listening. Because what have I told you before? The one thing that you can't get back is time. Your time is very valuable, and we value your time. And all of us that come on this show, we have a passion for making a difference in your life. So if you've been here... You've been here before, you're here today, you'll come back tomorrow. You need to know with a surety that we're here to help you be your best. So, with that being said, let's get on with our show today, shall we? We have an amazing guest with us today, and her name is Bobby Palmer. And I'm sure Bobby has heard over the years, like I have with a name like Dallas, probably has received mail once or twice with a mister on the (laughs) front of it. Um, You know, it goes back to what I say, guys. We cannot assume who's on the other end of the line by a name. So if we don't know, we just call them Bobby Palmer. But this is a Mrs. Bobby Palmer, and she is a dating and relationship coach. She's a speaker, a blogger, an author, and the founder of Date Like a Grown-Up. She has founded a company dedicated to helping independent, accomplished women like me and you find meaningful love while enjoying the journey along the way. Now, Bobby actually followed her own advice. Can you imagine that? Someone who does coaching and training that followed their own advice? That's a novel concept, isn't it? (laughs) And four years ago, she found the man of her dreams and has the relationship of her dreams. She has moved dozens of smart, accomplished women from dreading the dating life and finding joy in searching and finding for a fulfilling adult relationship. Don't we all want that? If you've had a bad date, you know what I'm talking about. We cannot let walls build up that keep us from relationships As humans, we're meant to have relationships with others, and we're meant to have quality and fulfilling relationships. Bobby was also voted one of the top 101 bloggers to watch in 2010 by the We Magazine for Women. So if you're not excited about hearing from her yet, you better get ready, because here she comes. Bobby, welcome to the show. 
Thank you, Dallas. I'm so glad to be here. <laughs> well, well, I have to tell you, it is, uh, it's amazing, and your timing is, timing is impeccable. This week, I'm actually in a Bible study, and the topic of our, of our study is really about how do we really find that right guy. And, you know, from a biblical perspective, as well as really just, you know, in, in life in general, oftentimes, you know, we, we ignore red flags and, or we put up these walls, like I was talking about, and we don't allow ourselves to be hurt. So therefore we're not open. So I think the timing of your, um, your topic and what you're doing is so powerful. Tell me how you became a relationship coach. You know, oftentimes people don't say, well, when I grow up, I'm going to teach people how to have healthy relationships. <laughs> right. It's not something I grow up, I grew up planning to do. But um, so actually, I spent about 25 years in corporate and I uh, worked as a consultant. I developed and managed really large training programs. And they were in areas like communication and customer support and management technology. So basically, it was my. It was, you know, sort of my mission to help adults learn and improve their lives. And during that time, I had a great life. I was single the whole time. So, uh, you know, I dated a lot, which meant for me, which meant I had a lot of first dates. Um, And then in my early 40s, I decided I really wanted to find a life partner, that it was time. Um, But I just didn't know how to do it because I had had like 30 years of being a, a pretty horrible dater. And I didn't know really how to accomplish that. So so at that time, you know, I just really set out to learn. I set out to make some changes, and I did. And I learned a lot about men, learned a lot about dating, and most of all, I, I learned a lot about myself. You know, it's interesting, something that you just said was that you were really a horrible dater. And you know, very rarely do we as women, we expect men to do everything, don't we? We really expect them to read our minds and expect them to find us and be that night, you know, um, the night on the white horse coming to rescue us. And that's just not reality, is it? It's, it's not. Re- uh, to an extent, you can, find, you can find someone like that. But I don't. But yeah, it's not reality for the most part. And also... A lot of us that are really successful at the same business that have this great sense of self and this sort of personal strength, we don't, we're not looking for the man to rescue us necessarily, but the, the good man who wants to add to our lives, we do. Like you said, we put up walls and we have fears and we have things that hold us back. Well, and, you know, I found that in my own life. I didn't get married until I was 34. And, you know, <clears throat> most people can hear by my voice that I live somewhere in the southeast and typically in the past if you were not married by the time you were 25 you were just an old maid right (laughs) absolutely yeah so being 34 and being single was certainly a novelty in my state and in fact I remember um when I used to work in the hotel business I was an executive in the hotel business and they asked me to move to Birmingham because that was closer to my territory. And in doing that, one of my one of the reasons that I justified moving was I would have a better pool of men. And I know that sounds crazy, but if I had not dated them, I knew someone who dated them, and I had the four one one. If you know what I mean. Uh huh. I do. Yeah. So. Yeah. As if as if there's different men in one city than another. Yeah. It seems kind of crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's not about us. It's about those. It's about the men. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah so obviously, you and I both, and uh, many of our listeners, are very accomplished women out there. 
And like you said, we're looking for those partners, the people that can add to our lives. But what do you think are the most common challenges women have when dating or looking for love? Well, one of the really big challenges, and this this gets more challenging the older we get, um, is that we have to it, we have a challenge with letting go of all these beliefs and these attitudes that are based on old decision on experiences and decisions that took place, you know, maybe 10, 20, 30 mm-hmm. years ago. Mm-hmm. Right? So you you sort of, you know, when you were 16, you decided that that men were or boys were, you know, jerks out for just sex, you know, fill in the blank. And these are things that are just part of your core and you believe them to be true. And if you believe them to be true, they do turn out to be true. So that's a huge challenge we have is recognizing those and letting go of them. Yeah, and you know, it's interesting that you said that what we believe, and that goes back to our self-confidence and our ability to succeed in various things, what we believe we will actually manifest in our lives. Yeah, yeah, it's very true. And that was the big change I made. That work that I did to to learn and to make that shift and take personal responsibility, that that was the main outcome of that was to realize that we had, I had to let go of those things and make those changes, and it was about me. Yeah, yeah, and you know, something that I said earlier, and you, you kind of, you, you basically debunked that immediately, but you know, a lot of people say, there are just no quality men. I, I meet, there are none here, um, I need to relocate, you know, what is the deal? So where are they, and how, you know, so are they really around the corner, and we just can't see them? <laughs> um, yes. I oh, well. in a word, yes. In a word, um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are there are so many fabulous men out there. I and no matter where you live, um, for, and I'll give you an example. There's literally hundreds of thousands of men that are online, right? That do online dating. That's how I met my husband. Okay. There's there's hundreds of thousands of men out there who have paid their dues and taken time to write their profiles and done their pictures and, and really put an effort in because they do want to meet a quality woman and they do want to make a connection. But what I find is this is, this is what happens. A lot of my clients, they really never give clear thought to what a quality man is. Mm. So these guys may be out there, but first of all, they maybe have never done the work. They've never really... Um, decided who is that spectacular man and if you don't do that you don't know him when he's sitting in front of you well or you do (laughs) i'm sorry go ahead and and the other thing is we're very critical so we say there's Mm -hmm. no good men out there um we tend to be very critical and that and that comes we think men are just very you know superficial but women tend to be very critical a lot of it comes from like you were saying walls and fears and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. but you know i've heard women reject men you know i've heard women go on dates and tell me, you know, my clients, I'm never going out with him again because his pants were so wrinkled or he was an inch shorter than me or he doesn't have a great with his mother, you know? Right, right, right. Or (laughs) it's kind of brought to mind when what I did was I actually wrote down what that quality person was 10 years before I actually met my husband. But I never went back and looked at that piece of paper. And so I continued to date the wrong people and pass by um, others. But I remember when I actually met my husband, I had what I wanted in a career on one side. (laughs) And what I was looking for in a relationship on the other side, and it was more of a mature list, you know, like things like, um, you know, shared values and 
things of that nature. They didn't have to look a certain way. I just needed to be attracted to them, you know. <laughs> so right. I think we have to get more mature in what we really want versus those superficial things. Absolutely. That list needs to be revisited. That's, as we were talking about earlier, you develop these beliefs and these attitudes and they stick with you. Mm-hmm. And so as you grow and as, as your life changes, you need to revisit that and really see what's important to you today. And that's something I work with clients at the outset on because um, we need to make that shift immediately or we're just going out into the world like we were when we were 18. Oh, and my goodness, hopefully our, our um, perception of what's important is different now than it is at 18, and we hope so, right? That's the whole part of evolving in life. Right, exactly, and it is. We just haven't done the work to really, to really focus and, re- and um, get, become conscious of it. Yeah, so you actually work with people to help them kind of get past that mental block and put some focus to this so they can, so really universally they can, they can start looking for this and notice it when it comes about. Absolutely. Okay. And not, and not just dismiss out of hand because you're about, you know, those quality men, they are out there, but we need to be able to see them just like we want them to see us and, and the qualities in us that are so great. Right. We don't want to be judged by our, our physical characteristics or the way our hair looks or what have you. Of course, we know that men are visual and they want to be attracted to us, but we, we really hope that they, uh, they get to know us for, um, you know, for the person that we are. And I would think that's their intrinsic motivation as well underneath. Absolutely. Men are, men, I like to sort of joke that, uh, men are people too, and we <laughs> we forget that I, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, because of our experiences with those jerky kids, when you know, we, those boys, mm-hmm. be, because of that kind of thing, you know, we we tend to think men are not emotional. We tend to think they aren't seeking deep connection, and in fact, they really are. Yes, they want to be attracted to you initially. They want to find you attractive. But that doesn't mean you have to look like, you know, Angelina Jolie or Sophia Loren, who I saw last week, and oh my gosh, is she fabulous. Oh, still, um, yeah. Oh, wow. It just, it just means they want to feel that attraction, um, like you're, and that comes from your confidence and from you taking care of yourself and from you knowing who you are and what you want. Oh, that's, that's so true, that's, yeah. And then they're going to dig deeper, right? Then they're going to look at your qualities, and that's what you should do. You should reciprocate with men and you're going to find your world when I work with people that that I sort of force into doing this yes he's an inch shorter than you but I want you to go out with him their (laughs) world their world just opens up yeah they see men they all of a sudden see quality men all over the place Wow, and see, I don't have that problem because I'm five foot two, and so there's not too many men that are shorter than me. I am too. Are you? Yeah. So, for yeah. The, so I'm sure for our, you know, our fellow ladies out there though who are taller, that is a challenge they have to overcome because they want to feel feminine and they want to feel, um, you know, that they can be, uh, you know, um, a little vulnerable. And sometimes I would guess that is a barrier that you find a lot with your clients. I do, and I happen to have three women I'm working with right now that are over 5'9". Really? But one, yeah. And it is, and I, I'm not saying that, I'm not, I'm not, if you're just not attracted, you're not attracted, and that's a reality. But the idea is, as you're trying to make shifts and as you're trying to recognize your patterns and break them, you're not going to really know till you at least give it a try. No, right? that, so, yeah, oh gosh, uh, yeah. At least go out with them. At least uh, I had somebody last week who came home from her date and said, wow, 
he was a great guy, and we're going out next Wednesday. Oh, yeah, he's two inches shorter than me. Well, yeah, he was a quality man. And yeah, and he just happened to be two inches shorter than you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and it's really interesting. I met my husband on a blind date, and I didn't want to go. Um, and honestly, Bobby, I would have passed over him a million times because I would have never taken the time to get to know him. And he is a, he's a wonderful person. I mean, people meet him and go, does he have a brother? You know, (laughs) and he's so good for me, but because he's not that in your face, um, you know, telling you they love you in two weeks kind of person, that's what I had been used to. So I had to really train myself or really get real with my desires and my needs and, and what I really needed and wanted um, so I could recognize how valuable he was because it was not something I would have done in my 20s. So, right. yeah, it's a, right. and I'm not saying 20-year-olds can't do that. Hopefully they'll learn by this conversation we're having or work with you and get past that now so they don't Yeah, have to. don't be like me. I don't think I mentioned, you know, I was 47 when I got married. That was my first marriage. Wow, yeah. So, yeah, so it took, I was really slow on the uptake. <laughs> so I do want to, I do want to, uh, like, I, I do want to say that they, for the younger women, you know, listen to what we're talking about and really take some time to do this now so that you don't go through those years of making bad decisions and being hurt and getting, you know, in, getting involved with, the, with men who aren't good for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, go ahead and bypass those bad relationships and those um, emotional pains that, that will keep you from meeting the, the, the right man. So. Um, that's fantastic. Well, if uh, you are just joining us, you're listening to Purpose Without Limits, and we are talking to Miss Bobby Palmer, who is a dating and relationship coach. And of course, if you have uh, not been to our website, it is purposewithoutlimits.com. Be sure to share it with your friends, family, and foes, because anytime we can inspire somebody, it is another wing on an angel. <laughs> All right, Bobby. So what I, what I wanted to ask you, though, it's interesting. I've heard people say over the years, you know, well, you know, I'm I'm more, you know, I'm really a smart person. And men are just intimidated by me. What do you say to that? What do you say to people who say men aren't attracted to smart women? Well, that was my mantra for many years. Um, I don't have a I don't have a boyfriend because men just can't handle my intelligence. Right. Um, right. It's just um, so overwhelming for them. They just cannot be in my presence. Yeah. Exactly. My brilliance. Over, but seriously, you know, a lot of a lot of us believe that men really want the kind of simple, beautiful Barbie. And the fact is not that's just not true. The good men, right? The men who are mature and who are grounded and who appreciate a true connection they really love smart women i'm not saying they're not going to find some pretty woman who's you know who happens to be deficient in the smarts area and and (laughs) sleep with her they're going to sleep with her but they're not going to marry her so he wants a partner that's going to excite him and stimulate him both physically and mentally so here's the thing we smart women we women that are used to our independence and we wear it like a badge of honor which which is great and we should i did that but we often lead with that when we Mm, meet men okay that's the first thing we want to show them because so much of it is tied to our professional experience getting that respect is the first thing that we need to do in our professional life and in our personal life it needs to shift it needs to you need to turn that on your head because men want a smart gal, but that's not first on their list. 
Mm. They want that attraction first, and that attraction comes from our more feminine traits. Right, right. So what would you say for those of us who are kind of lost out there um, that can help us attract good men? You know, how do we go to that shift? Maybe you can give us a couple of tips on that. Okay, I'd love to. So one thing I would say is, and we've talked about this a lot, really know who you are and what you want. Mm. And if you haven't done that already, and, and if you haven't done that already, do that work because you need to realize and really believe how fabulous you are and mm-hmm. how worthy you are. And would you say that if you have done that like I did it and didn't look at it for 10 years, I mean, is there a time frame that you should do that? I know there are different seasons in life, um, but would you say you do that annually or maybe every two years? Or what would you recommend in that? That's a really good question. I don't know that I could put a time, definitely annually. I don't know if I could put a time on it, but I think what I would say is you have to, is, is to have a level of consciousness about it. Mm-hmm. Right? So, number one, look at, look at your dating life. Are you dating and not being successful in meeting and connecting with good men? Um, are you, has it been a long time since you have dated, maybe? Mm-hmm. So that could be, you know, you could go a period of three, four months and just have some, like, first dates, first dates, first dates. That's a time that you want to assess. You want to look at yourself, look at your life, and look at who you're choosing to meet and make some decisions and maybe make some changes. Well, and I've heard... You know, I've heard recently, as, as as early as two nights ago, just the pain that it comes from wonderful women that are afraid. They're they're scared out there, and these could be women that perhaps were in a marriage that failed for whatever reason. Um, you know, maybe there was infidelity, or um, or maybe they're widowed. You know, we have a lot of people. In fact, there is someone that we know who's forty three, who has three children, who recently lost her husband. And, um, you know, all of a sudden you find yourself single again and out there in the dating world. So, you know, that's a very scary place. So what would you say for people that fall into this category or just folks that are just fearful of dating themselves and have these unpleasant feelings? What could you what could you offer as some guidance um, to deal with those feelings when it comes to dating? Sure. Um, and a lot of this comes from my personal experience because I was like that for many years. First of all, there's the confidence, right? So you do need to do that work. Whether um, because the more the better you feel about yourself, of course, the less rejection is going to impact you. But the fact is that dating is really hard, and rejection. <laughs> You know, let's face it, it really sucks. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> I blog about this a lot. Yeah, I, I yeah. blog. It's really common. So here's what I tell my clients, what I tell my girlfriends about it. You have slain way worse dragons than a man rejecting you. Mm. So you're really putting it in perspective, aren't you? Exactly. We need to find that perspective. We need to step out of that wounded teenage girl. The woman that you just talked about, the wonderful, lovely woman who's gone through a really difficult time, a man saying no to her is is nothing compared to what she's overcome in her life. So first we need to really get that perspective. And and we also, we just give too much importance to being picked by men. So here's something that my therapist told me, I swear this was such an aha moment for me. We need to start thinking about whether we like them, not whether they like us. Right. 
because we go on dates, we meet men, and in our heads, we it's playing over and over. I wonder what they think about us. I wonder if they like us. Do they think we're pretty? Are they giving me attention? Do they seem interested? And we get, most of us just get really caught up in that. But when you shift that and you walk in thinking, I hope I like this man. I hope this man is the guy that is on my list, right, that has the qualities on my list. And right. It changes your experience. It changes your experience. Well, and then you look forward with, with anticipation, and so you go and you are much more comfortable. You feel the freedom to be yourself because you don't have so much on the line because, again, you're looking um, to explore whether he is a good fit for you, not whether he is accepting you. So exactly all those things help you be your most comfortable and best self, which also provides the ground for a healthy, you know, enjoyable, enjoyable relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, so you know what? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. We we we're still like that little girl in school that we want Billy to ask to the dance. You know, we want Billy to ask us to the dance or like (laughs) take us in the back to take us to the bungalows and make out with us. And you know, Billy's a complete idiot, but we still want to be picked by him. Yeah. Well, yeah. That's so crazy, isn't it? (laughs) So we we need to really, this is what I call grab your grown up girl and have a conversation with her. Mm. Okay. This is about letting, and this is a huge part of being able to date like a grown up is take is, is working with that consciousness and realizing what's the emotional part and what's the intellectual part and making sure you have a balance because that intellectual part is going to make it, it's going to ease that rejection and really help you make good choices. Wow. So now, does this mean I have to, you know, give up or change my life to have a great man in my life? No, it doesn't. Um, you know, you want a great, it's really fun. As you know, it's really fun and so um, enriching to have a good man in your life. Oh, yes. Right? There's just nothing like it. You know, you can get a great promotion. You can find that great pair of shoes. You have great girlfriends, but there's just nothing like it. So you do, I, I really encourage women to, to accept that and to, you know, shout it to the world that they want it. But it doesn't come with a requirement that you have to make changes. I mean, again, I was 47. I had a house. I had a career. I had lots of friends. I had a very full life. But it was my choice what I was willing to change about it and what I wasn't. And that was something that I knew going out. I knew what I would compromise with and mm-hmm. what, I w- what I wouldn't. So you had, yeah, some, some non-negotiables and then some things that you could compromise, right? Absolutely. And then, you know, as they stay in poker, as they say in poker, you know, stay pat. You know, stick with what's important to you and what's working for you in your life. And then compromise around it if you have to. i got to tell you, I found a man that we fit into each other's lifestyles so well mm-hmm. that other than uh, buying a new fabulous house and now having, you know, being part of his great family, I, you know, I haven't made a lot of changes in my life. And so you're empowered. It's your decision. It's in your control. Well, and it's so interesting that you say that because, again, I struggled for so many years and... My husband, um, one of the biggest arguments we had was picking out the fabric for our couch. <laughs> and it wasn't even yeah. really an argument. It was like, oh, do you like that? I'm like, yeah, I really like it. I really think it'll work. <laughs> and yeah. so, and it did really work, and I was right. But that's not the point. But, you know, again, it, we are just so in sync 
in so many ways and we are so different um, also but the ways that we are alike are are so good that the differences complement each other exactly exactly so um, really you know I hear women say to me oh my gosh you know I, I I love the way I live I love the comfort of my furniture and my environment and I just won't give that up well if you if your really comfy purple couch is so important to you <laughs> that you're willing to give up a man who's devoted and adores you, oh, yeah. that's your choice. Oh, yeah. That's your choice. I, I tend to think we use that as a barrier, as, a, as an excuse. Yeah, I would agree with that. And something that I, when I was first married, I, you know, and I have to find myself doing this, um, well, stopping myself from doing this even now. We've been married seven years. And I remember I traveled a lot for my job, and uh, and I still do as a speaker and trainer and coach. And um, <clears throat> so, you know, my husband, if he's with me, he'll take me to the airport. I mean, he just refuses not to take me to the airport, even if I say I can take myself. And he carries my bag. And I remember saying to him very clearly one time, oh, I can get that. And he goes, I know you can, but you don't have to. And let me tell you, that was the most freeing you know, that was the most freeing sentence anybody had ever said to me because I never had anyone in my life saying, I know you can, but let me do this for you. Let me give this to you. Let me honor you, yeah. you know? And that's yeah. a completely different place than I had been for so many years. And I was so free in that. It's, it's wonderful when you can accept that. And when you asked earlier about how do I find quality men, how do I attract quality men, mm -hmm. the ability to receive graciously is right up there. The good men are like your husband and like mine. They know we could do it ourselves, but it's a gift to them when we let them do for us. And when you are able to do that, and it's really hard for so many of us because mm -hmm. business, we learn, man, we gotta be, we gotta be strong and sufficient. When you learn to accept graciously from a good man, he will be attracted to you. You, you will see them just come to you like, like you're a magnet. Oh, yeah, and, and it is lovely. Like you said, oh my gosh, it's so great to think somebody's really a partner in your life. There's, there's just nothing like letting yourself do that. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> and 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 I again, I'm on the side of this now, and it's a daily process. I mean, when you've been, uh, you have to remind yourself and and not take things for granted because um, it is a <clears throat> it is a fine line between um, receiving and and also letting someone do absolutely everything for you. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's about appreciating versus expecting. There you go. Exactly. That is so well put. But I would expect nothing less from a dating and relationship coach, quite <laughs> frankly, <Thank> Bobby. <laughs> well, um, before we close the show, we always have a question from our listeners. And so I wanted to share this one with you. This is from Paula. Uh, in the beautiful country of Texas. I don't know, you know, I always like to tease Texas because everything's big in Texas, and they were a country at one point, so from the country of Texas. And she wants to know, what specific steps can I take to find more success with dating? So she's out there, and obviously it sounds like she's had some success, but she wants to have more success. So what are some specific steps you can offer? Good. Well, first of all, um, just asking the question is a good first step because the first thing you have to do is you have to take personal responsibility for your dating success. This isn't about not being any good, there not being any good men out there. Um, <clears throat> as I say, I have a chapter in my ebook that says, 
It's not about the size of your thighs. It's not about that. It's about you. It's about how you feel about yourself. And so the first step you must take is to accept that and make a decision to learn and change and shift if you need to. So it's about the second thing is once you take that as your responsibility, start to do your work on who you really are, what are your attitudes and fears and behaviors that um, you may be stuck in that are no longer true. I call these your truths. What are your truths today about yourself and about the man that you want to choose as a partner? Oh, wow. That's some great advice. So, Paula, you heard it. You heard it from the expert herself, the one who did it herself, who's doing it and taking that passion for what she's learned to help others. So hopefully you'll be able to uh, get some good use out of that advice. Well, Bobby, tell us, for those of us who are out there that are you know, struggling through this and we're tired of it, we don't want to struggle anymore, we want to take action, how can we work with you? What are the, some ways that we can um, possibly do coaching with you or have you come speak to our ladies groups or just tell us, the, tell us, number one, the ways we can work with you and number two, how we can get in touch with you. Okay, great. Um, well, I do uh, one-on-one coaching, and if you go to my website at datelikeagrownup.com, I've got a checklist and I've got information about my coaching programs, and I would love, and I offer a, for your listeners, I don't do this for everyone, but I want to offer a free consultation. Oh, wonderful. So, um, so that's a free 45-minute consultation, and that's just a way to, I want to answer your questions and see how I can help you. And see if, and then at the end, uh, we'll see how you feel and see if any of my packages work for you. I want to also offer, I've got this great free test on my website. So oh. if you go to datelikeagrownup.com, in the upper right corner, you can click and take my manometer test. Manometer, oh my gosh. So what will that reveal? <laughs> the manometer test is, it's just 10 questions, uh, but it really, di- it really forces you to dig deep and look at some of your attitudes. And some of your truths, like what and how much you know about men, and it gives really, de- <clears throat> excuse me, real detailed feedback and advice. It's great to show some of those flags. Oh wow, that's amazing! So a, a complimentary consultation, and also we can go to the website. And what's that website again? Date like a grown up. Excuse me. Date like a grown up. DateLikeAGrownUp.com. Fantastic. And, of course, if you guys come to my website at PurposeWithoutLimits.com, she's also bonusing for our listeners today the confessions of the world's worst dater, her seven secrets to finally finding love after 40. And remember, ladies, if you are not 40 yet, you will be soon. So... (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) One day you will reach 40. And believe me, when it happens, it's not the end of the world. I can say that I'm alive and I'm 40. So, um, but I would love for you to be able to get past these barriers today. You know, don't wait, don't put your life on hold and be sure that you get this information so that you can live the life that God intends you to live with amazing passion and purpose and with a love that's just, uh, gosh, it's worth living for. Bobby, I just cannot thank you enough. It's been amazing, and I hope you'll join us again. We are going to be putting together women's conferences, um, you know, probably towards the end of the year. And if you would love, uh, you know, we'd love to have you consider to come to possibly do one of our sessions if that's something that would appeal to you. I think this is a topic that we can all 
benefit from. And, and really, honestly, even those of us who are married, that maybe we've kind of forgotten how great our man is, this is a way to kind of, you know, re-energize what we loved about them in the first place. Absolutely. I am there. And every woman, no matter what relation, type of relationship she's in, can benefit from learning more about herself and about men. Well, it has been absolutely... Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, okay. Well, I will keep you posted. And until then, or until next time, we just uh, we are going to be um, looking forward to these successful relationships with your guidance. Thank you so much, and you have a great day. Thanks, Dallas. We'll be back with more Purpose Without Limits after this Two Talk Minute. Hi, this is Barbara Kazam from Kazamitude, spelled K-H-O-Zamitude.com, with your Tood Tip of the Week. Today's Tood is the Technotude. These are our technical people. They are analytical, they're good with details and discipline. Examples would be IT staff, some chemists, even CPAs. The solution is that they prefer written communication, especially email. However, if you do choose to talk to them, you must give them the details and especially answer the when and the why. For example, instead of saying, I need you to make 500 copies now, a better question would be, the CEO is going into a meeting in 32 seconds. I've got to get the food. Would you mind making these copies? You're selling the benefit to them. This is Barbara Kazam with your Toot Tip of the Week. For more information, go to kazamatoot.com. Well, uh, my friends, it's that time again, time to say goodbye. But as you know, with our commitment to you, we'll be back again soon with another amazing guest. And just remember, we're on iTunes now, so you can download us and take us with you on the go. Our next guest will be talking about building a foundation of self-worth and confidence and overcoming life's obstacles. So you want to make sure you join us for that. And be sure that you go to PurposeWithoutLimits.com so you can get your free ebook, Confessions of a World's Worst Dater, Bobby's Seven Secrets to Finally Finding Love After 40. Again, that's PurposeWithoutLimits.com. We thank you so much for your time. We hope you enjoy a beautiful week and make sure you expect good things to happen and they will. So until next time, keep smiling. You've been listening to Purpose Without Limits with your host, Dallas Teague Snyder. Dallas is founder of Make Your Best Impression, author of the book, Professionally Polished, Business Etiquette Savvy for Today's Competitive Market, and co-author of Executive Etiquette Power. Visit MakeYourBestImpression.com for more information.